Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 374, recorded live on Sunday, August 24th, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man who is finally back, Dave Play. Hi, everyone. And the man who never left, Andy Lowe. Hi. I wouldn't say never left. In the span of the past three weeks. True. <laughs> I promise this is still partly my show. I swear. Maybe. Right? Sure. It's it's Andy's show at this point. I, I help out. You're the permanent guest. Oh, ouch. Well, no, you also suggest topics. So, yeah, you are the you are the permanent co-host. Okay. I was going to say, man, that, that hurts. So what was going on? Oh, yeah, you had family two weeks ago, and then you went to a Ren Fair? Nope. No. Nope. No. That was, was, that was last week. So it was that uh, two weeks ago, my, well, two weeks and two days ago, my headset, my my faithful headset that has served me on this podcast for the last three and a half years, uh, had an encounter with the vacuum. You vacuumed up your own headset. I did not. Laura vacuumed, vacuumed up. I your- will not say anything more on that topic, <laughs> uh, but it had been plugged into the computer at the time. Dave, this is why you don't teach your dog how to vacuum. Yes. Okay. My dog is afraid of the vacuum, as are most dogs. They're very loud. Yes, uh, yes, they are. So, so the uh, the headset had been plugged into the computer. So I have a very broken headset. Gotcha. Because the USB ripped out. Okay. So I ordered a new microphone. Yes. And you you may be able to tell that now because the quality should be a little higher now because it's a much nicer microphone. Mm-hmm. Now that I have a permanent location, I decided to go with a really nice mic and a mic stand and a pop filter and uh, even like a this shock cage thing. Yes, I don't have one of those yet on mine because I didn't get the right size. Yep. So the microphone is actually suspended in midair, so it it doesn't, you know, you don't hear as much stuff. Well, uh, that, if, you, if you don't hit the table and such, like mine, if I hit the mic arm, you can hear it. Yours, if you hit the mic arm, you probably shouldn't be able to hear it. I just hit the mic arm. Yeah, I didn't hear it. Okay. See? That? Still doing it because I can't hear anything. Okay, cool. Uh, so it's a much nicer microphone, but, and, and it showed up in time. I got it all set up. Andy and I even tested the night before, which really confused the hell out of Andy, but I wanted to make sure that it worked and that it wouldn't be like, oh no, it's in the morning and we can't record because the mic isn't working. Okay. And then morning comes and we start recording and the call drops out and we reconnect and the call drops out and we try to reconnect and like we just have the most terrible lag which has not happened to us in years of recording the show mm-hmm. and so I start digging and all of a sudden I find out that my my network connection my internet connection has slowed down to like dial up and so I commit the rest of the morning to fixing it and Andy makes plans to record with Bry. Yes that was two weeks ago. Last week I had to fly to Michigan. Yes. I had family from out of the country who was visiting. That is a very excellent reason why you cannot record. Thank you. No problem. So too. Most of, let me let, most of my reasons are actually valid reasons for why I can't record. But on a scale of validity. Okay. I'll, I'll grant you that. Because that's pretty high up there. It, it just happens that a lot of my reasons seem to cluster around certain weeks. <laughs> Sometimes you can have a reason, but then when I hear this reason, in my head, I just go, weak. Okay, but family visiting from out of town, from out of country? Family visiting from out of country is a very high up there sort of reason. What are some of the weak reasons I've given you? <sighs> I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to go back and look. 
you kept a record? Well, we've got the Google chat, so it's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, but good luck searching that. Yeah, because it's in a very... It's like that's my IRC text. logs, yeah. So it's just like that's that's free text. So best of luck. Yeah. Uh, and then this week we're recording on Sunday because yesterday Dave was at a Renaissance fair and he did not dress up. I did not, but I, I thought of well, hey, I thought about it though. <laughs> I've never really been interested in going to a Ren fair. I've never really liked the idea of it. It's never held my attention or my interest. Uh, I've never felt a strong desire to do it. And as I was standing outside of the Ren fair, looking at people walking in, and some people walking in and you know like actual Renaissance clothing, other people walking in with like steampunk clothing and some people walking in in fairy costume and some people walking in with like Assassin's Creed costumes or Doctor Who. It occurred to me, Renaissance fairs are not what they've been made out to be. (laughs) Renaissance fairs are small cons. They just happen to have jousting and giant turkey legs. and Right. They are they are just small outdoor cons that you can, there's like, quote unquote, period appropriate stuff. And so once I looked at it in that light, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, this will this will actually be pretty fun. I've been to one. Yeah? Yes. Do you agree that it's basically a small con? I don't know. It's... I feel like it's a small themed flea market. Okay. Because there are lots of people who are trying to sell you things. Yes. While they're wearing their Renaissance. I may have purchased something. No, the one we went to, I think Kate got some stuff as well. So, But it's not really a con. It's more of a flea market, but with a weird Renaissance theme. Right. Because they're still jousting and there was a there was a troll that was part of this one. I was like, hmm. Which con did, or which, which fair? Michigan, the Michigan Renaissance Fair. It's over in Marshall, I think, over here. Okay. I went to the Bristol Renaissance Fair. Okay. It is fairly large. It's open all summer. Well, then, that's it's a big Renaissance Fair, then. Yes. So now we are here on Sunday. Yay! Recording. Yay! Finally! Man, I've missed this. Okay. Glad to be back. <laughs> so how? What, what have I missed in the last two and a half weeks? Uh, Stuff. Stuff? Okay. Well, we've got plenty of other stuff to talk about. Should we first talk about Aaron Hansowitz? Ah, the, the Lou Gehrig's disease. ALS ice bucket thing. Challenge? Sure. Yes. Aaron called us out, huh? Yes. So, um, Aaron Hansowitz, who most people on this podcast will know as Mr. Who the Hell Submitted This Random Topic. Probably today's too, right? Yes, he also submitted yeah. today's random topic as well. Okay. Um, Got, uh challenged by his wife to do the ice bucket challenge and so then he challenged us to do an audio version of the, the ice po- bucket of the okay. ice bucket challenge so should i just like go downstairs i we, we can't dump it on our heads no there's no way I, while recording but like i could submerge my feet in an ice bucket for a while that would actually feel really nice for me because i just finished a 16 mile run earlier today so the ice I, bucket might actually be nice <laughs> Wouldn't wouldn't you prefer warm water to let the muscles relax? I, I just kind of want to just dull <laughs> the water. pain. Okay, <laughs> was it wasn't it like icy hot to like uh, icy to dull the pain and hot to then relax it away? So you go from cold to hot. Yes. Okay. It's a very very bad prank to like put that on someone's door handle. Well, icy hot, yes, is a very. Bad- <laughs> Don't use it and then rub your face or your eyes or anything. It burns. Yes. 
But uh, he uh, suggested we do an audio version of it. So I was going to try and do some sort of like theater of mind audio version of it. Okay. So if you close your eyes, I'm going to do an audio version of the Ice Bucket Challenge. My eyes are closed. Okay, so all these... Ice Bucket Challenge videos are all vertical, so imagine a vertical shaky cam going hey, on. Hey, it's not all vertical. I actually just recorded one for a coworker, and I made sure that everyone recording it had it horizontally. <laughs> okay, a majority are vertical. There you go. Okay, so imagine a shaky vertical camera, and then insert some background noise. And then I'm going to talk really quietly so you can't hear me over the noise. That's a terrible thing, Andy. We have full control over this audio, including the effects. Okay, so I'm going to talk about, I'm going to say something about getting challenged by Aaron Hanswitz, and then uh, about ALS, and then I'm not going to mention where to go to actually donate, or that I did donate. You are a terrible person. And then um, I'm going to take this bucket of water, which I'm pouring water into the bucket. drop some ice into the bucket and then I'm going to and there we go so that's uh, that's our audio ice bucket challenge. Okay. So speaking of ice bucket challenge, that can actually segue into our topic. So wait, 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 wait. You so so in the preparation for this, you made a complaint about how people in the videos don't say where to go to donate or that they've already donated. So I would like to take this time to point out: a, I donated. I was called out, so I did donate. Uh, also, you can go to als.org. That's where you donate. That was alsa.org. Alsa. I just did a. ALS.org. It took me to ALS New York. Uh, ALSA looks like it also works. It's the ALS Association. Okay. I will add that link so, to our yeah, show a- notes. ALSA.org is probably the better one. Okay. Adding that to the URLs. Okay. And so now- is, did, did you want to call people out? Oh, shit. You need I'm, to call out three people. I need to challenge. The, I, do, I don't know who to challenge. Um, I am going to... Uh, or you can just donate the hundred bucks and, and call it. Oh, I am going... Oh, here we go. I'm going to challenge the three people we've had on the show the most often. So Johnny Nero. Johnny Nero. Mo Fawacki. Mo Fawacki. Who do you think is the third? Third most frequent person on the show? Yes. I don't know. Click Pick Tony. Click Pick Tony. There we go. Those are our three. We need to get them back on here. Yes. Like we also need to record show. at a standard time. So that we can get them back on. Yes. Oh. Seven years and running. Record whenever the hell we want. So, speaking of Ice Bucket Challenge, this leads into our topics. Okay. I would like to point out, by the way, this week is our anniversary. Shit, it is, isn't it? First page created at Wednesday, August 30th, 2006. So, when both of us are up north, it's going to be our official anniversary. Yep. Eight years. Holy crap. That's just crazy. Yep. Happy anniversary. Woo. All right, so can I actually go to topics now? Yeah, I suppose. Okay. So, somebody challenged the CEO of EA 
to the ice bucket challenge. Bucket of ice. Yeah. Uh, Peter Moore was the one who actually dumped the ice bucket on his head. <laughs> so um, he donated $1,000 to the ALS Association and announced that EA will match every dollar donated by their North American EA employees. And he did not Whoa. announce a limit. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's why I was like, EA actually did something good? What? This is well. Let's 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 be clear. EA did not do something good. EA's CEO did something good. Yes. Also, true. keep in mind there are incentives for a company to donate to charity. Yes. So it's not that they're doing this entirely out of the goodness of their heart. It's just a hey, we've got this much money that we usually allot to charity. Yeah, let's just have it match the 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 workers. It's still nice. It is. It is. And I do not mean to demean it, but it it yeah, it's nice. Yeah, good for them. I'm impressed. Now yeah, I'm if only they they could like not be screwing over their customers or continuing with this really stupid EA online thing. It's. This this good that they are doing is like an eyedropper removing water from the ocean. It's not that extreme, but that's removing what Removing my... the water from the ocean. Yes, using an eyedropper. But wait, I'm lost in the metaphor. Like, I understand you're going for the it's a drop in a bucket metaphor, but usually that's adding something to it. That's why I'm saying an eyedropper is removing the sea of... So the, the eyedropper is doing, like, good stuff. Yes. And the sea is the crap that EA has done. Yes. Okay. Sorry, in my head, I thought that would have been more clear. It might be. I just could be totally out of it. You haven't been here for three weeks. I'll I'll give you a little bit of slack. Usually you yell at me if I haven't been here for three weeks. I'm trying to be nice. That's a change. <laughs> I drop her in, a, in an ocean. <laughs> okay. So, well, good for EA. That's That actually is really nice. And, and Eight years on this podcast, and we're finally coming to blows. <laughs> no. I think we got another couple of years before that happens. <laughs> Just to wait, you're gonna show up at the cottage and be like, "Hi, Dave!" Pow. Wham! Oh. <laughs> You know what you did. That's fine. We'll just go down to the beach, take down some band-aids and neospore and and like tourniquets, and just go to town. Somebody's gonna have to grab their cell phone and start playing the the fight scene song from uh, the original Star Trek series. Andy, they're going to play the song from the Three Stooges. <laughs> Or Yakety Sacks, one of the two. Yeah, let's be honest. Nothing in your hands, no no holding rolls of pennies or anything like that. The eyes and the face are probably off limits. Aww. <laughs> and no fair running. <laughs> oh, damn it. That's my that's my go to tactic. Run away? Are you run French? away. I can run far. Pretty decently at a, at a decent clip, but I can run far. You can run far. Um, I don't know if I could out-sprint you. Maybe that's what we should try, is just doing a sprint on the beach. Oh, God. All right. It's the Andy and Dave decathlon. No. No, no decathlon? Hey, we still never finished the uh, nerd-to-nerd head-off. I was actually discussing that with Hansowitz at uh, Rachel's hometown wedding party because she got married in Seattle. Yeah. Um, so she had a hometown party right. in Celine. And so I was discussing with Hansowitz about how to uh, scrap the old one and redo it with a new one. Uh-oh. That so, it's, it's been long enough? I might just concede the rest of the games to you and then start anew and then see what you think of the new version. Okay. But I haven't hammered out the details I'm yet. I'm very so. curious. Well, do I get a say in the details? Sure. Okay. Do we want to just scrap talk it, topics and talk about this right now? I mean, people, I assume, come here for both hearing, like, what's going on in the world and also banter. Well, the okay, so for those who uh, have not been around since the beginning... 
Dave and I had a small time where we were doing head-to-head competitions against each other. I wonder if the text file is actually still on the website. On the FTP? Uh, I created a text file that gave the current scores of it. Nope, not there anymore. Okay. Damn. Um, shows how long ago it was. But we were competing oh. in games head-to-head. There was what? There was chess, oh, StarCraft. God. You're asking me to go back so long ago. Scrabble, D&D. Oh, I can't remember what the other ones were. But there was a bunch of just video games and other things that were all head-to-head. You can go back to episode 26, The Return of the Head-to-Head. Does that have the link to the head-to-head file or no? No. No. Oh, well. But it it covers material about the head-to-head. If you've been listening to our podcast since we've been in double digits. (laughs) So long ago. Where would you have put that? I I don't know. It's in some public folder maybe on on the website. I'm not sure. It's just a simple text file. I wonder if I have it on my computer still. Yeah, I don't see it. Uh, Head to head. Here we go. Text file. All right. Uh, Game one was chess. I picked it. You won. Game two was Scrabble. You picked it. I won. Game three was D&D. Yeah, that was a mistake. That was that was a mistake on my part. I fully admit that. D&D? D&D. I picked it. You won. Yep. Starcraft. You picked it. You won by a nose. Yep. That is, uh, I, I remember that actually. Yeah. Oh. Game five, bowling. I picked it. I won. Game six was magic. Dave picked it and Dave won. Uh, the last two left were Smash Brothers slash Soul Calibur, which you picked, and I picked Halo. But I think you were one, two, three, four. Four yeah. out of, basically just, four out of. I just needed of, one more. Yeah. And since it was Smash Brothers or Soul Calibur, I think I just kind of conceded that to you. Yep. Or and if Halo. not, if we pick it up again, I'm going to concede it to you because <laughs> it's Smash Brothers or Soul, or Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur or Halo. Halo, I might have a chance, but Smash Brothers or Soul Calibur, if you need one more win, you're going to get a win in that. Yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not a given. That's, you, well, it is a given. You are going to win that one. Okay. So the idea was to, to basically do that again, but we each come up with a list of just how many ever games that we want to play. And then the idea is we go back and forth from this list that we be, we each make our own list. We combine the list and then we each take turns vetoing from the list until we come down to our set amount. Okay. So it's a draft. Yeah. That way it's one of those things where it's like D&D. No, that's off. That's done. Really? You, you wouldn't want to try that one again? <sighs> Depends on which version we we're going to be doing. Have you seen five, by the way? No, I haven't either yet. I feel like I should go to the comic book store and just stand in front of the counter and try reading the book and see what it looks like. You, you can get the player's guide for free online. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I should do that then. Or you should just start playing Pathfinder. Yes, I know. I need to do something with the Pathfinder. Talk well, about not, not even like your Pathfinder, just Pathfinder. No, I could do that, yeah. I do want to... My idea for the Pathfinder is billion. I just need to get it... Out the door? Yeah. Yes. But yeah, so we, we would uh, get the list down there by vetoing each other's picks until we get to a set amount. Okay. So that's that was the idea so far. All right. It's going to be a lot harder, though, for activities that require physical connection. Interaction? Yeah. You mean being in the same room? Yes. Is that because you can't be in the same room with me? No, it's just there's a literally a giant body of water that is separating the two of us. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> it's big. It's wet. So we every, have to... every month we just both drive three hours and meet somewhere. <laughs> Wouldn't that be, you know, like probably Chicago? Oh, the Chicago area. If we're both driving three hours, we could do it a little outside of Chicago. Meeting randomly in Chicago. Where are you here? Oh, I'm meeting my friend. Where is he from? Madison. Madison. What the hell? This is the halfway point. 
Did you ever speak of, of challenges with ALS and the head-to-head? There was a halfway point challenge. Have you heard of this? No. It, it's actually art. It's interactive art. Okay. And the idea is you make an agreement with a friend for a time, and then you meet in the geographical center between the two of you at that time. But once you agree to the time, you are no longer allowed to contact that person. What? So you and I would say, like, three weeks from now at four o'clock, I'll bring the booze you bring food and in three and for, for the next three weeks we wouldn't be able to talk to each other now of course you and i can't do this because we have a show <laughs> it's gonna be the worst podcast ever for the next couple of weeks if we can't talk to each other let's just stay here for an hour that um, or i would just talk for a bit and then i would literally like take my headset off and then you would talk for a bit and how would we signal that we were switching just set up a time ahead of time oh, okay <laughs> So I don't know what Andy told you guys, but... <laughs> I want to talk about this. Yep. Uh, and then in in three weeks at four o'clock, probably central, we'd meet at that halfway point. Also, we can't do this because our halfway point actually is in the middle of Lake Michigan. Have we actually looked at that? I'm pretty sure. Let me, let me find out. Is there like a thing on Google Earth that can do this? Meet in the middle. Ah. Enter two addresses. Uh, 53719 is my zip code. What's yours? 49024. Travel mode. Driving. Go. Oh, that's not the geographical halfway point. Well, that's the a... halfway point on the road. Well, that's why... I want the geographical halfway point. Geographical midpoint calculator. Madison and Kalamazoo. Yeah, just by yeah. eyeballing it, it looks like you're going to be right off the coast of it's, Racine, Wisconsin. It's Yeah, it's about a sixth of the way into the lake, a, four, a fifth of the way into the lake off of Racine. Yep. So we'd have to both get out there. <laughs> oh. Let's not and say we did. Okay, well, let, let's not and just say we didn't. Okay, that also works. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of sucks like I can't do it with any of my friends because the halfway point is Is in Lake Michigan. Yeah. For all of my friends. That is how big Lake Michigan is. No, not Milan, Italy. Milan, Michigan. (laughs) There's a Milan, Michigan. What? Yep, also in Lake Michigan, just much closer to Michigan. It's off the coast of Holland. So yeah, you're going to have to talk to somebody who's in like... uh, If I find someone in New York, we can meet in Michigan. Or some sort of... Probably if you talk to somebody in like Saginaw. No, even farther over east, up near um, Blue Water Bridge. What's the name of that? Sarnia. Sarnia, Michigan? No, Sarnia, Ontario. I don't remember what the Michigan side is called. Okay. Yes, that would meet just outside of Grand Rapids. There you go. (laughs) But... Like uh, Port Huron in Michigan. There, that's what I was like. I was like, point but like that's blank, just no. getting into Michigan. So the idea is you you actually do this with someone from your hometown, from where you are, because the geographical half point between your two houses, chances are it's going to be like in the middle of a park or in a building or just some really weird place that you've never been before. Ours is just a drowning accident waiting to happen. Yeah, we we really can't do that. Yes. <laughs> Oh, oh well. Damn you, Lake Michigan. So Topics. speaking so speaking of drowning. Yeah. How really? many people That's... in Roller Coaster Tycoon did you drown? None. None? I never really played Roller Coaster Tycoon. What? Oh, I loved that game. And then every time somebody pissed me off, I either put them in a little pit in the corner and told them to stay there until they were going to be better, or I just randomly drowned them. You are going to be a terrible parent. <laughs> I'm going to be an excellent parent. Probably, but Probably. Just, you cannot treat your children like you treated your, your amusement park goers. 
couple of my amusement park goes are literally just numbers. It's like park attendant number 3472. That you stuck in a corner and tortured for years. Yes. He didn't like my, my amusement park, so I said, okay, you get the pit. Puts the lotion on its skin. Yes. I didn't say that to him because he's a virtual character and there is no lotion, but I just put him in the pit until he was ready to go home. And then I just dropped him off near the exit and he left. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yes, yes, I would. If Think I... about that poor person, Andy. Not only did he leave, but he probably had to go through like years of therapy. I was just going to the, it's like going to Disney World. Suddenly some imaginary hand picks you up, drops you in the middle of the black lagoon in a pit. And you sit there until you say, I want to go home. Then it picks you up again and then drops you right next to the exit. That is a traumatic experience. <laughs> yes, it would be. You are a terrible person, but go on. <laughs> So, um, Roller Coaster Tycoon, there was a bunch of the different versions out there. I think there was four of them, and they just did a, uh, yeah, the fourth one was a mobile version. That sounds terrible, but okay. Yeah. Um, but they're going to start a new version called Roller Coaster Tycoon World. It's also going to have a four-player cooperative multiplayer mode. Really? Yes. Four-player co-op Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yes. Co- like real co-op, not competitive. I do believe so. Huh. So we could get a bunch of us together and it'd be sort of like Minecraft or Terraria, but an amusement park. Okay. But why couldn't we just play Minecraft or Terraria? Because it's Minecraft and Terraria. Hey, you said last time that you were willing to give Terraria another shot. I did. You said you wanted to investigate the single-player mode a little bit. I did. Have you? No. Hearthstone. (laughs) Max? Yep. That reminds me. Yeah? I need a favor. Uh Uh-oh. I need you to convince me not to resubscribe. To WoW? Yeah. Join the club. Everybody's leaving WoW. No, Andy. Yeah? That's the wrong club. I need you to convince me to not resubscribe, which is to say I am not currently subscribed. Okay. I have left WoW. Good. But I'm thinking about going back. Why? Because the new expansion looks really, really, really cool. Did you see the latest numbers from WoW? Didn't we talk about that last week? Yeah, they're, they're, they're hemorrhaging people. <laughs> people are leaving left and right. It's going to be you in a ghost town. You're going to go into... Well, you're, they're, they're starting to merge uh, servers back together. That's never a good sign for an MMO. Well, this you is, know that. We've talked about this. This is probably this. their final expansion. This brings you to level 100. They raised the level cap to 100. And this this may be the final expansion. If they don't kind of get their subscriber base up. By the way, yes, they are hemorrhaging people. It is still the most subscribed MMO. And it is still pulling in tons and tons of money. Okay, so you're going to pay money to download a game that's 10 years old, 10 plus years old. So one of the things they're doing in this update yes. is revamping the graphics. Ooh, I bet you anything my hunter bow is still going to cut through my body. Uh, uh you want to bet? I probably don't doubt it. That was a little Hunter, silly. By the way, hunters as of Cataclysm don't need ammunition. Well, what the hell is going on then? Your, your bow just actually shoots. You can also shoot at point blank. There goes all the strategy. Now you're just a firing away. Yeah. With infinity arrows, I guess. Yeah. Oh, because you ever ran out of ammo? Yes, sometimes I did. <laughs> that, that part of th- that's poor planning, then. No, that's called a, too many raid wipes is what that's called. Well, you, you get stores in the raids now. There's a store in the raid. Engineers can make a bot that becomes a vendor. So somebody's going to set up shop with a robot in the middle of Molten Core, basically. Yeah, well, the, the robot only lasts for a little while, but yeah. Ugh. 
So, Andy, I'm not trying to convince you to join. I'm, I, I'm no, I'm not. I'm this is this that was an uh of disgust. I know. I'm trying to convince, I'm trying to get you to convince me not to. And I get to hear a good reason why not to do it. You're going to pay money to farm. I'm going to pay money to experience the story. I never <laughs> said I was going to do raids. There's going to be some story, yes, but how many of those quest lines are going to have you kill X number of Y to get Z? Uh, I don't know, but that's what any game does, period. Yes, but how often are you going to need eight of those, and you're stuck at seven, and you're going to have to kill 40 more of them to get eight? Oh, the, the quest drop rates have been altered pretty significantly. Was this WoW easy mode now? This is ridiculous. Yeah, oh, it totally is. It very much is easy mode. Dave, how much is the subscription? 12 bucks a month. Is there something that you could be wanting? Do you want to go on a vacation somewhere? Because 12 bucks a month. I'm going. Okay, yeah, let's let's hear that, Andy. That's 12. only $144. Good point. Right. <laughs> Even if I pay for me and Laura. So that's $300 a year. You could spend a weekend in Chicago. Uh, how much is a hotel in Chicago for one night? Probably 150 So that plus food. Okay, it's a very cheap weekend in Chicago. <laughs> Um, By not taking the ferry to Manistee, I have saved more money than it would cost for the subscription to WoW for a year. For some reason, I just don't understand how you're not getting the mind-numbing repetitiveness that is WoW quests. Because A, they've changed it quite a bit, so it it doesn't feel nearly as mind-numbing. And B, I still had fun doing it. I enjoyed a percentage of my time in WoW, but then other times, my percentage of time in WoW, my feelings were of rage. Okay. Um, you are going to be the only one playing it. Mm, I'll probably of our get group Laura of friends. To play it. Ooh, so you and Laura are going to play it. Yep. Anybody else you know? Yeah, maybe some of the old guild is still around. Right. Andy, did you know anyone besides me playing it when you started playing? No. Did you make friends? No. Did you make acquaintances? No. Well, that's why you hated it. <laughs> Oh, the other thing is if you buy the expansion, yeah, uh, you can automatically level a character to 90. Well, that's just ridiculous. Like I said, this is WoW easy mode now. This is... Well, because they want you to be able to experience the new stuff. So you're not going to raid. You're going to do the storyline. Okay, so what uh, happens so, when you... So here's the other thing. I don't know if I'll raid, but if I do, there is now Raid Finder. What? You don't have to actually sit there and organize 40 people. The game organizes it for you. Oh. I'm rolling my eyes with derision. I know. Okay. All right, we've got a lot of topics to hit. And you're the one that's trying to convince me not to do... In my head, all you've been doing is just giving me reasons not to play WoW. Yet okay. for you, then somehow they are reasons. Feels, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, for me, it feels like I, I want to play. One really kind of fun fact, though, is that with the graphics upgrade, you know, you'd think that if, okay, it's 10 years old, they're going to upgrade their graphics, it means they might actually leave people behind. They've done enough optimization on the game that it will actually run on lower specs than it was originally published at 10 years ago. That's just crazy. Yep. Okay. So what the hell is this DeLorean? Microsoft DeLorean is a project that Microsoft is, is working on. Okay. Uh, where, well, what's what's the issue? What is the biggest issue with cloud streaming video games? The lag. Right. The lag and the right. bandwidth. That's I, I push forward on my control stick, which has to go to the server, which processes it and sends it back. Yes. Well, DeLorean is going to be predictive, where the server will say, like, okay, here's the situation. Assume that they press forward, calculate the next stuff, and have it ready. And 
And then when it gets the signal that, yes, indeed, I pressed forward, it knows what to send back to me. It's already done the calculation. So I push forward on the control and Microsoft in their servers have already figured out what will happen if I push forward, backwards, left and right sort of thing. Right. And it will send me the forward one rather than sending me the back right. one and, or the left or the right. It, what it's doing is it's just it's eliminating the process time of I sent a command. The computer now has to figure out what to do because it's already figured out what happens if I send this command. That's just crazy. Yeah. That is some like heavy duty server stuff. But it, it saves time. Yes. Yes, it does. But that's, it's like Google's predictive uh, searching. Yep, that it's already doing the search that you want before you've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy stuff, but there it is. Which, for majority of my gaming, since I don't really do much action gaming, it won't make a difference to me. This is all like the Twitch sort of gaming stuff, right? Well, it, I mean, it, it has the biggest uses for a first-person shooter. First-person shooter or action. Or action two. games, yeah. Action-adventure. I mean, like, a turn-based strategy game, it can still reduce lag. True. But, yeah, I mean, in those games, you don't really worry about lag as much. No, no, you don't. You know, where things have to be, like frame critical then this would help so speaking of frames and the xbox yeah um when it was was it diablo yeah diablo 3 on the xbox one okay um they were trying to get diablo 3 to run on the xbox one and they're trying to keep the frame rate up because there's always the resolution and the frame rate right sure um diablo 3 okay said okay we can give to you your frame rate at 60 frames per second but we have to do it at a resolution of 900p rather than the 1080 that is basically standard now for all consumer video products. Um, Microsoft was like, no, that's not acceptable. Okay. So they said, you need to figure out a way to get a better resolution. So they went to like the heart of the machine and the engineers and said, we need to get this to work. So they gave us a code update and they got it to work at 1080p. The problem was the fact that if it was running at 1080p, um, the frame rate wasn't locked at 60 frames per second. Mm. So you get your nice big resolution, but if something, you know, magical with lots of explosions happen on the screen, your frame rate would drop significantly. Okay. So I wanted to know from you yes. if this was an issue. Because as this article talks about, there's there's two types of people. One who think that this is an issue. And, and the those other half that don't. And those that don't. That, that there's a frame rate drop? Well, there's a frame rate drop because they couldn't get it to work at 1080p. And mm. they said they're, the people who don't care about that sort of stuff just want the game to run and, you know, run smoothly, basically. But those there are those who want 1080p with 4x anti-aliasing. And, well, it's at probably 60 like... 60 FPS. At 60 FPS. It's probably like there's probably 8x now anti-aliasing now with, the, with your v-sync and everything else i'm not sure i it, it might depend on the game for me for a game like diablo i don't want frame rate drop yeah with diablo i do not want frame rate drop with okay. civ i mean it's it's kind of going back to delorean right where yeah uh, you know for some games it's helpful some games it doesn't matter i wouldn't care in civ if the frame rate dropped you see, I don't care about the graphics in Civ because, as I've said before in this podcast, my laptop can play Civ 5 if I'm in strategy mode. Oh. If I try playing it in actual looking at the Civ, my laptop overheats and then shuts down. So you're not going to be playing the uh, Play the World edition? No, that's going to explode my laptop and that's going to be sad. Okay, that's too bad. I wanted to get a big game of Play the World. I could try and see if it runs on my work laptop your boss be okay with that he told me it was okay to install steam as long as you know i'm not playing it during work hours which that would just oh. be stupid yes 
then why don't you do that, Andy? <laughs> I don't know. Personally, inside of me, I just want to keep that work laptop separate. So it's a work laptop. Yep. No one can go, wait, why do you have Civ 5 installed on there? My boss said it was okay. Because <laughs> I feel like even if it's on there and people realize what it is in their heads, they'll go, I bet he's playing that during work. You, you have a tech group at work, right? What do you mean? Like you have a, a group of tech support. I mean, you are part of that group, but... I am the tech support. What are you talking about? The, well, but you're not the full tech support. No, no. You well, don't service I, the laptops. There are no laptops. You, you have a work laptop. I have a work laptop, yes, because I have to travel to all the other markets. Okay. So, but, but do you service like the other computers? Yes. Do you watch the network? No. Do you have a network administrator? No. Do you have anyone who's watching the network? On the high-end stuff, yes. Do you know whether or not people are looking at porn on their work machines? No. Okay, well then, that's just... Wow. (laughs) There goes your plan. Yeah, I was going to be like, you have people watching for this. I guess you don't. Usually companies have people watching for things like that. Well, I don't know if we do or not. I personally do not look, but I don't know what it goes on, because all the corporate stuff happens in Wisconsin. And as we talked about, there's a giant body of water between us. Yes. So it's one of those things, if my plate's already full enough, I don't want to bother okay. with anything else. I'm just oh. trying to keep everything running at this that's, point. That's up to you, then, about what you want to do. So the other question is, do you want to have the option of changing this? Because most of the console games don't really give you an option. Nope. It just it runs, and you're stuck with it, with whatever it does. Yeah. On the PC, though, oh my gosh, the options are up the wazoo. Yep. Well, except on Hearthstone, because then it's just... It's a card. <laughs> it's you, you get screen size, and you can decide whether or not it's full screen or windowed, and then you get, like, three options for graphics levels. Yep. And that's it. But most of the other time, you get all the options about screen resolution and anti-aliasing and V-Sync and frame rate and all that fun stuff. So let me put it this way. I usually don't mess with those settings. Okay. I will put them up to where I think my computer can handle it, and that's where I leave it. Okay. And I usually don't have problems. Well, that's good. But that's also because I like to keep a relatively modern computer. I go for the cheap option. If it works and it's cheap, hey, that's okay. So what's going on with Source 2? Uh, there are references to it. What? Throughout code. Now, this is not a surprise. I pointed out a while ago that there were pictures of a uh, Valve kind of status board. Yeah, yeah, the one when the guys toured the Valve thing, yeah. And and there was a thing on there that just said, I mean, it was Source 2. You could see it. It was right there. So they're working on Source 2. This is known. But now references to it are starting to appear in code for released games. So Dota 2, for instance, has uh, references to files where there is a source version and a source 2 version okay so it's getting closer it's coming well remember this is one of the few places where we know we have a dinner bet yes i know right it was gonna be source 2 released with half-life 3 yeah it's it's literally on my sticky note of podcast information at the very bottom dinner bet steambox source 2 half-life 3 what was the steambox bet i'm guessing is steambox is officially released with source 2 and oh, Half-Life it's, it's 3. all one thing? Yes. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I might lose that then with all three of them. <laughs> Would you like to do a double or nothing and remove the Steam Box? Two dinners. Two dinners, if you drop the Steam Box. Or you could go with the sure. one dinner and go with all three. Oh, fuck that. I'll <laughs> drop the Steam Box from it. Are you kidding? Okay. I'm ready, I'm uh, gonna, but, I'm but what we'll do is, how about it, instead of one of us buying the other dinner, it's buying the other couple dinner. Ooh, couple dinner. 
Yeah, it's still Mongolian. Yes. Oh, I should go there tonight. They're doing unlimited uh, bowls tonight for like 10 bucks. Oh, oh, that's not fair. I'm sorry. The nearest Mongolian for me is in Milwaukee. <laughs> well, this one also is for us because, you know, the, the Ann Arbor and the, the Kalamazoo ones are not run by the same franchise owner. And so they yeah. always have different specials. Okay. So this one might just be Kalamazoo oh, special. Yeah. But still, I saw them like 10 bucks for a bowl. 10 bucks for all-you-can-eat bowl. Yeah. Damn. I know. I know what you're doing for dinner. Well, we'll have to see when Kate comes back. Yep. It's either that or Urbelli's. Don't always go to Urbelli's. But it's so tasty. Why I, would you? Because it's expensive. Oh, well, there you go. Because when you go to Urbelli's, we have to get the Irby bread. I mean, just come on. You have to get the Irby bread. And then we order the pizza, and then I order my pasta. And by the time we get out of there, we're like, holy cow. Yeah, but it's so tasty. I know. All right, what else do we got going on here? Uh, we got a lot, but I don't know that we're going to get to it all because we're already running low on time. Um, the Apple CarPlay, which is their in-car OS. Okay. Uh, looks like it's going to get pushed back until 2015. Okay. Because Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Honda are all pushing back cars that have it there until 2015. Oh, too bad for Apple. Yep. Uh, uh, Tesla. 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 Okay. I can't believe I posted this before you did. Tesla has extended their drivetrain warranty. So warranties on cars are usually, yeah, it's, it's for five years or 200,000 miles. Miles, whichever comes first, right? No, normally it's like five years or 50,000 miles. Okay, well, whatever the mileage amount, it's, yes. it's time versus distance. Yes. Whichever comes first. Yes. Tesla has removed the distance. Oh, so if, okay, so if I have a Model S, the 85 kilowatt hour Model S, yep. if my drivetrain breaks anytime within the first eight years, I can get it fixed covered. under warranty. Wow. No matter how far you've driven. Yeah, the original warranty was four years or 50,000 miles. So, yeah, most of them do like five years or 50,000 miles for a transmission warranty. That's about standard. But yeah, eight years. Wow, they must really believe in that transmission. Or they really want customers. Also true. Because let's face it, once you've bought a Tesla, you're probably not going to go back to another car. Probably not. Uh, Activision is rebooting Sierra. Ooh. So Activision owns Sierra and owns all the the rights and they basically dissolved the company. (laughs) And now they're bringing it back. So we got Monkey Island, we got King's Quest. King's Quest. Quest. Police Quest. They are bringing back King's Quest. Space Quest. you may remember, those of you longtime listeners to the show, uh, a a frequent source of information, a person that we've arranged a number of interviews through, is Emily Morganti. Do you remember Emily, Andy? I do believe so, yes. We've had her on the show. Yes. Was she the one with the cat or no? Maybe. She does a lot with adventure games. Yes. Point and click adventure games. Yeah. Well, I actually sent her an email asking her about this and her response was, it's way too early to tell, but I am cautiously optimistic. Oh, well, that's good. So that's kind of cool. Sierra is coming back. That should be interesting. King's Quest, man. I still haven't actually played a single King's Quest game. I've only played one of them. I've played King's Quest V, which was actually regarded as not one of the better ones. Ah, I've played all of the Space Quest games because uh, I played all of them. Space Quest Four is freaking hard. Most of the Space Quest games are freaking hard. Space Quest is a punishing game. Save and save often. Save not like, oh, you forgot to go and investigate this like 20 pixel thing back on the third screen uh, at the beginning of the game. So now at the you know, fifth chapter of the game, you can't go on. Yeah, save and save, save often and don't overwrite. 
Yeah. There was there was literally like save one, save two, save three. I had when I was growing up I had just a notepad of all the different save locations so I could remember what was going on because you died and you died often. Often, so often. Oh my god, so frequently. Hard, oh. hard games. What Things game? Plus was a little more forgiving. Yeah. I think Monkey Island even made fun of that, where there was at one point where like you were supposed to be able to uh you were trapped underwater. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like the only time you were supposed to die. And when you died, it brought up the little like space quest. Would you like to restart or load or whatever? Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, I see what you did there. You pointed out, yes. Hey, remember Space Quest? Yeah, we're not like that. Okay. Oh, Monkey Island too. God, I got to play all those games again as well. I asked you a, a while ago what the purpose of a sound card is. Yes. And there's actually a really good YouTube video that uses Monkey Island to demonstrate why you used to need a sound card. Well, yeah, no. That one, yeah, I've actually seen that YouTube video. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yep. However, still is an answer to my question of why would I need a sound card now? Um... Because onboard sound cards on the motherboards seem to do a pretty good job. I know we use them, but that's because we're trying to take balanced audio in and out of the computer. We as in a radio station. Yes, the radio station uses them, but that's because we we want professional quality audio coming and leaving the computers because everything runs on computers now. Right, but I'm like for my games, I don't... Yeah, your games are probably not... Onboard 5.1 surround sound is just fine. Probably, yes. I don't doubt it at all. What else we got here quickly? Uh, Oh, speaking of cars, um, well, first off, there's a bunch of people at U of M that pointed out how easy it is to track or hack traffic lights because they would Uh use the wireless connection between the, the main switch and the traffic signal and they would just basically break into that that oops yeah okay so yeah that's what that's what people are doing at u of m they're hacking traffic lights side note they were allowed by the city to do this so um yeah they could hack a hundred intersections from a single ingress point due to this wireless connection between all of them oops yeah um and google driverless cars are actually supposed to speed on purpose yes i saw that they go like up to 10 over the speed limit yes because according to them and their studies It is actually safer to be speeding than it is to drive the speed limit. Because other cars expect you to speed. Yes. Yep. Which, if everybody expects everybody else to speed, maybe there's a problem with our speed limit. (laughs) Just maybe. Well, but the other problem is if you raise the speed limit... People are going to speed even more. People will still speed. So people are speeding, but then people are always going to speed. Yep. There's nothing you can do about that. People will speed. Gotta remember coming back... uh, because we weren't recording, I helped uh, Kate's sister out with their new house. Um, and we were coming back, and I'm sitting here like doing 75, and I just see all these people blowing by me. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Where are you going that you need to be going 85 plus to get there? How much time is that actually going to save you? I remember I did the math once. Not so much. Yeah, not much at all. No. Oh, there was the, the one time with the cross-country trip, but that was with the big van, so you weren't with me on that one, were you? Uh, no, when you took your 18 van? Well, no, that, the, the 18 van uh had an accident, so I bought that 12-passenger van that only had the one bench seat. Ah, I flew. And then I put the couch in the back. Yep, I flew. Yeah, they were all doing like 75, 80 through the mountains, and this van was a four-speed. So our miles per gallon were in the single digits. Ouch. So we said, all right, we can't keep up with you guys because this is financially going to break us all. Yep. So we're just going to keep doing our normal speed. And you guys we'll go on up, ahead. We'll catch yeah. up to you guys. And you did. We beat them. Yeah. Oh, speeding. Uh, anything else you want to hit before we talk about whatever you want to talk about? Uh, I think we're good. Okay. There's more topics for people to go read through. Cool stuff. We always have more topics. Yep. Better uh, to have too many than too little. review. 
Dave, guess what? It's your week. I've been wow, that's that's convenient that I came back on my week. <laughs> well, whenever you were going to come back, it was going to be your week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I have been playing Final Fantasy V on my phone. Whoa. Not using an emulator. What? 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 what, what? Yeah. Well, don't go wah, 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 wah. We've talked about this. Square Enix is making buckets of money by re-releasing their old shit. Because retro is cool. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Final Fantasy V. Android apps on Google Play. Wow. And it even has, like, updated graphics. Yeah. When you think about the fact that the game came out at, you know, 60 bucks. Back in 1992. Yeah. Also was never released in the U.S. until the PlayStation Anthology disc. Final Fantasy V, which was the second Final Fantasy on the Super Nintendo, was a Japan only release. It was also one of the most fan-translated games in existence. I don't doubt it, because it's a Final Fantasy game, so you guys are crazy over that stuff. A lot of people wanted to play it. Uh, It's a really cool Final Fantasy, so within Final Fantasies, it's actually one of my favorites. It has uh, what what I think as the the best job system. So in Final Fantasy, you have different roles, like in any RPG, right? You have a fighter, you have a thief, etc., etc. Yes. In the original Final Fantasy, you picked that at the beginning, and that's what that character was. So your first character was a fighter, and the second one was a thief, and the third one was a black belt, and the fourth one was a white mage. Okay, that you're locked in. You're done. Final Fantasy II did away with the class system altogether, and your characters grew in strength based on their actions in battle. Oh, well, that's an interesting way of doing it. Yeah, it's a really cool system. It's also really hard to implement implement it correctly. Yes. Uh, but, you know, if, if you attack with a sword, you get better at attacking with swords. If you get hit, you get better at defense and you get more hit points. If you start casting spells, you get better at casting spells. In fact, it was specific enough you got better at casting that type of spell. That does seem like the way you should be doing RPGs. Yeah, oh, it's, it's really cool. And if you think about it, that's what um, Elder Scrolls does it that way. And to some extent, oh, no, Fallout doesn't really do it that way. Fallout still lets you out allocate points where you want them. Yeah. But Elder Scrolls does it that way. The more you fire an arrow, the better you get at firing arrows. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas actually did that, where you were pretty crappy with your weapons that you were using, but the more you used them, the better the, you got. The it. better you got. Yep, yep. So at one point, I kept on just using the revolver, and I got a, like a pretty crack shot with that thing, just because that was... That was all I, you'd use. That's all I'd use. And yeah. just nailing so, people from like 100 yards away is like, yes, I feel like <laughs> Dirty Harry now. Uh, Final Fantasy 3 implemented the job system again, except that you could change jobs. So as you progress through the game, you unlocked more and more. Final Fantasy 4 locked the characters in again. Each person was a job, but it meant that the story could kind of be driven a little more. So you had the Dark Knight, you had the Paladin, you had the Mage, you had the Summoner, you had the Monk. But that's what those characters were. Final Fantasy 5 went back to what they had done with Final Fantasy 3, but they had learned their lesson and improved upon it. And so it, it really has like the best job system where you, as you progress, you unlock jobs. Uh, so based on story, you get different jobs. And then you can freely move characters between those jobs. As they level up in the job, you unlock abilities for that job that they can use when you switch them to other jobs. So as a white mage, you can cast white magic, period. But once you've leveled up as a white mage, you gain the ability white magic 
level one. And then you could switch to be a black mage and in your spare slot, equip white magic level one. So I'm a black mage. I can cast any black magic. I can also cast level one white magic. Hmm. Or I've leveled up a little bit as a thief. So I've learned steel. So I can play a fighter, a warrior, and, you know, I, I get to equip shields and swords and uh, I get to guard people automatically when they're low on health and I'll take the hit for them. But I can also steal from people. So you're cross-classing is what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. And with like 30-some classes with lots of different abilities that you gain as you level up, it means you can really customize. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Because I always hate those things where it's like, okay, you got to play the warrior because it's the warrior and this is how you have to play it that way. No, this is a little more open-ended. Well, that's good. Um, you know, the the warrior... So the other thing is there's, there's weapon restrictions on a lot of the classes, right? And if you're yes. a thief, you know how to use knives and, like, thrown weapons. But if you've leveled up as a knight, well, then you learn how to hold swords. And so even when you're a thief, you can wield swords. Well, that does seem interesting. So it's a Final Fantasy game mm-hmm. with an interesting class mechanic. Very interesting class mechanic. Uh, The art style was improved for mobile devices. This is on Android. It was originally released on iOS. The backgrounds are all the same, but the the sprites have been updated. It's a slightly different art style. It's a little off-putting for some people, but I actually don't mind it. Because you're doing this on your phone, aren't you? Yeah. So your phone is screens, uh, well, your new phone screen is what, the same size as mine? Or is it slightly bigger? Uh, My new phone is the Quad HD whatever. So you have a slightly bigger screen than mine. Yeah. So how is that working having oh, the... That, I mean, Andy, remember that the this was for the SNES. Do you know what the native resolution on the SNES was? It was 480 because it was a, well, it was actually 480i because that the, that's the native resolution for NTSC. Hang on, I'm looking it up. Uh, images may be output at 512 pixels horizontal and 478 vertical. Oh, yeah, because there was the two lines of resolution that were used for syncing. Yeah, yeah, okay, so basically it was 480i. Yeah. So, come on, give me a point for that. Good job, very good job. I'm totally impressed. <laughs> but that because I knew something about TV engineering? Yeah, what? well, there you go, right? <laughs> That's just crazy. But how how many pixels does my phone have? Well, if you have the Quad HD, you got a freaking huge display. Right. My phone has as many pixels as my like desktop computer. Yeah. So yes, it's a smaller image, but it's this. It, it, there's no loss to quality because of the size. How's the interface? That's a different thing, right? Because the game was designed for a controller, and you don't yeah. have a controller. You don't even have a QWERTY keyboard. So movement is you can touch anywhere on the screen that becomes the center point and then you move your finger up down left right wherever you want and it's it puts a little joypad on the screen wherever you touch which is kind of nice and actually does work pretty well it takes a little bit to get used to but it's really not that bad um they also implemented diagonal movement which the game did not come with Back on the NES and SNES, there was no diagonal. No, no, because it was just the four directions. Yeah, so now you've got diagonal movement. I actually turned that off because I felt it was making it harder to get into doors. (laughs) The door is lined up with this square, and I'm half on that square. Yeah, so I turned off diagonal movement. Uh, Battles are are kind of interesting because it's all a touch interface. So the menu comes up, and instead of, you know, going down, down to get to magic and then uh, picking your 
your magic. It, it's I click on the button that says magic, and then it brings up my list of spells, and I scroll through it and find the one I want and click that, and then I click on the enemy I want to cast it on. But it's really intuitive, like way more so than the original game was. There is one other feature which makes or breaks the game depending on the person playing it. It can really go either way. Auto fight. Oh. Auto fight says whatever command you gave to your people, just have them do that again and again and again. But it makes combat go really, really quick. I I don't know how I feel about it because like part of the game was, well, the grind and, and going through and leveling up your jobs and fighting. But then I also think about the hours I spent on the emulator in fast forward mode, holding down the auto A key and just moving back and forth, farming encounters. I realized that auto fight is is actually not that bad. It's what I used to do anyway. <laughs> so the, the final question that I have on this thing is that price point versus, you know, getting an emulator and getting that on your phone another way. I bought it on sale. I think $15 actually is too high a price point. Well, it's I actually 16 Sorry, it was fifteen ninety nine. It's Yeah, that's 15 bucks. Think about it. That's, that's, a, that's 16 a bucks for a gate. Mm. Yeah, but it's, it is nice. They did make it such that, uh, I mean, they, they made it easier is one of the things they did. When you die, you don't go back to your last save. You basically go back to when did I enter the room? There is a quick save feature. It's a mobile game, so you can play for a couple minutes and then turn it off, which is really weird on a game designed for sit down and play this for several hours. The price point is still a little high. But if, if you see it on sale, it's actually worth it. Okay. It, it might even, Andy, be worth for you to try it again. Uh. I know that the, the words Final Fantasy automatically make it like, no, I'm not interested. But it's a good mobile RPG. So I don't $15, know. a little too much. If it goes on sale, which it does every so often, uh, 10 bucks is not bad. Okay. All right. Random topic. Random topic. Hans brought this one up. Of course. Here it is. Plastic. Yeah, yeah. Plastic pink flamingos wearing purple tunics, dancing on Dave's head, singing, I don't want your millions, mister. I'm glad that they do not want my millions. That implies I have millions. I want to know what the song this is. I want to know what Hans was smoking. I don't want your millions, mister. Here we go. It's a Woody Guthrie song. All right. Also done by Jim Garland. All right. So this is Smithsonian Folkways. Oh, this might be actually be public domain. I could actually play this song as our outro, maybe. I, I don't know where to start with that one because they're plastic pink flamingos, but somehow they're dancing, which means they're animated somehow. They could be animatronic. Could be. Yeah, I can't see. I, I can't. I, I, I just don't. I can't. No. I, like, I don't know where he's going with it. I, I don't know either. It's it, it makes no sense. Like, where where are we supposed to go with this? I don't know. Because they're pink flamingos. They're wearing purple tunics, which means somebody had to dress up these plastic pink flamingos. They are dancing on my head. Which means how many plastic pink flamingos are there? How big are they? I, I don't know. Are, how there painful are is this? This does not sound fun. Especially since the pink flamingos are supposed to be like lawn ornaments, so they don't really have feet. They just have they, those. They p- have metal poles. Yeah. No, not unless David's wearing a helmet. How did we get into this situation? Hans. <laughs> did we stumble upon these pink flamingos? And then Andy, we stumbled into this situation because Aaron Hansowitz. <laughs> yes, just because Hans. Just because it's like saying a wizard did it. It's, it's wow that's 
I, I don't know what to say to that. It's just okay. Yep. yep. Sure. Past plastic pink flamingos wearing purple tunics dance down Dave's head singing, I don't want your millions, mister. That, okay. Because. Because. Just because. I don't think there's anywhere we can go with that. Well, okay. I feel like, I, I guess that's it then? Yep. That, that's it. All right. I guess that's a wrap. <laughs> Aaron. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.